Welcome back to Our Lion April, a podcast about the anime Your Lion April. Fun fact, the only anime to have its entire score composed by Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, and this is episode 10, the scenery I shared with you. Ryan, have you brought in any scenery to share with the class? Uh, uh, yes, I've, I've got a couple mountain pictures. Hey. I've got a couple pictures of my house. I've got a picture of my dad. Oh, why does your dad have uh, shutters and a front porch? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong picture. Oh, my bad. No, no, that was the right picture. We open up this episode with a shot of the night sky. Yeah, there are still too many stars in it. Honestly, it almost feels like the the amount of stars is reflective of what we learn in this episode, that the night sky, at least in this universe, reflects the relationship of the people underneath it. The night sky above Kosan Watari is slightly different than the one that he experiences with Tsubaki, which is slightly different than the one that he experiences with Kaori. I, I completely missed that. I'd look at the night alone, afraid that it would devour me. With Watari, it had no rhyme or reason. And when it was me and Tsubaki, it was so incredibly bright. It seemed fragile. How is the sky going to look with you? So in going just back to the, the, the title of this episode, right, the, the scenery I shared with you, I wonder what the translation is from the Japanese. If the Japanese is something closer to, like, sky-related or, like, something like that, I think it fits a lot better. The English translation of the scenery I shared with you just sounds kind of funny. It's not really, like, an idiom or anything. It just sounds strange. But in this episode, the role that the sky is playing both for Kosei and how he understands what Kaori is trying to impart to him are all kind of metaphored if that can if that can be a new verb with the sky right so just in the opening of the episode Wathari makes a comment that and like as he's pointing up at the sky that the stars uh, are always there but they shine the brightest at night what if I go out there and the notes are just gone <laughs> what's the road to fame without a couple setbacks right facing adversity that's how you find out if you're the real deal see the stars <laughs> they're always out but they shine the brightest at night you see their true splendor when things seem bleak mm -hmm. right so open metaphor uh, for what he's trying to relate to Kosei in that moment but later on when, when Kosei is, is playing and he sort of looks up at the ceiling of the auditorium right in his mind that is him looking at the sky and sort of reflecting on the different conversations that he's had with Kaori about what's important and what matters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of open air scenery too. Once he relaxes and starts playing properly, there's at least one shot that sticks out of him as a child in a, a field of flowers with a bright blue sky with some clouds in the background that was very picturesque. And actually, my eye was drawn to the, the sky in that. The foreground is so overrun with sunflowers. It's so busy. 
that your eye kind of bounces off of it. And you look up and you see Kosei as a child playing the piano, but he's relatively small in the scene. And then there's this big, beautiful sky behind him, to your point, that is is reflecting, in this case, not scenery he's shared with other people, but scenery that he's kind of sharing with himself. Yeah, I'm just wondering what like what do you think what do you think that means for him? I think it's freedom. So it contrasts him being underwater for one, which we got a shot of that when he was struggling to play earlier. It contrasts the night sky and his I forget exactly in the timeline if it's before or after, but we also get a scene of his mom smiling at him when he, I think, I think, uh, so at the very end, yeah, at the very end, his, there's a scene of his mom smiling at him and definitely based on what we know about his mom, this is not meant to be realistic. His mom would not have been happy with that performance probably would not even have been happy with the lesson he learned about, you know, playing music his way. I very much read that as kind of a mental breakthrough for Kosei. And so now he he did it. He learned how to play for Kaori, which is all the scenes of Kori and him in the school practicing that we get. And then there's the scene that I'm talking about of him in the field of flowers with the big open sky that I think is him moving into this feeling of freedom. And then there's there's the scene of his mom smiling at him, which is like satisfaction of kind of the, the journey that he took. And even though he knows that he's going to be disqualified from this competition, it was never about the competition. It was about getting back on the horse, as it were, you know, playing again for the first time, dealing with the loss of his mom, and then the loss of the ability to play piano, this thing he really loved. That was kind of the arc of those scenes that I saw. Yeah, and actually, to take your point even just a little further, that moment where he has that breakthrough and his his mother does smile, that's, I think, safe to say, you know, the mother that exists within him that he mentions earlier when he's grappling with the perception that he's abandoned his mother's dream and what was important to her, this version of his mother that exists inside of his head that speaks with her voice is telling him that he's responsible, like it's his fault. It's sort of nice to have that that confirmation because we've talked about Kosei's lack of agency throughout this series so far. Uh, and how he views himself as responsible as like the agent of his mother's demise, which he doesn't have that kind of power, but he views himself as being responsible. And so this version of his mother that lives inside of him also sort of gets to benefit from this freedom that he experiences. He sort of is free now from that guilt, that sense of responsibility Mm -hmm. uh, and that weight that's been, you know, around his neck. Mm-hmm. Because that's also the comment he makes about Corey, right? W- regardless of what happens to her, he mentions this version of Corey inside of him. Even the you that's in my head. You refuse to let me throw in the towel. When you started again, what inspired you to keep on playing? These lessons that she has imparted, he has now 
digested and, and assimilated as a part of his, his own personality. Mm, mm-hmm. So the lessons that she's taught him and the parts that are meaningful to him, he's capable of carrying on because he's incorporated them within himself to the extent that he can continue playing. And you're saying that you feel like that kind of mirrors to um, the scene with his, his mom and, and the lessons she imparted on him? Exactly, yeah. The, the lessons that he was forced to make a part of himself, but also like the existence of her voice that is, is really just his own psyche talking to him as if, you know, those lessons are, are coming back again. They've always been kind of a foil for one another, uh, Kaori and his mother. Like we've talked about the different imagery between the two of them and how Kaori almost supplants her when she pops into his life at the beginning of the series. And they're both symbolized by cats. I don't know that Kaori is symbolized by a cat. Has a, a fascination or fixation with them. There's that mirror there. I hear her soft breathing as she sleeps, like a cat. A single petal that drifted into my life and hit me with a melodica. The girl who likes my best friend. These images, will they reach her? In that moment where he's thinking of the lessons that she's imparted to him, the question of what inspired her to keep on playing, I thought was interesting how it gave him perspective and encouraged him to continue, right? So he he tried brute forcing it, which was a tactic that his his mother had had given him and something that had resulted in him not being able to hear any of the notes that he was playing. Like clearly brute force is not a way that he is going to be able to continue enjoying playing the piano. And in thinking about Kaori and, and reflecting on why she continued playing despite him causing her to be disqualified, he realized, oh, she kept playing because it wasn't about the competition at all. She kept playing because... She was playing for these people to remember her. I'm going to try that too. I'm going to try to keep playing, not for this competition because I've been disqualified, but in the hopes that I can convey something to her. I'm going to play for you. I played for the sake of one person. Did it reach her? Despite his playing changing and bringing everyone in this auditorium into his own world and conveying to them uh, oddly specific imagery of... (laughs) Incredibly specific imagery. I I think Emmy literally just describes what's on screen for us. The dry smell of chalk dust. A broken window hastily fixed. The sound of distant cheering. The shadows of cherry blossom petals. The breath of one asleep. Little did you know, this was a, a supernatural anime um, in which the kids oh, is that possess. Why, is that why, um, as we discussed in the previous episode, everyone was able to, to get the same colors and the same feelings from her performance? <laughs> in that moment, when his playing changes, I thought it was, it was fascinating that he never mentions being able to hear the notes anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, despite going through this change. And I would actually venture to say uh, he still can hear them and that maybe it doesn't matter and it never mattered. Yeah, I I would agree with that. When he mentions earlier when he first can't hear the notes, 
He says explicitly, despite not hearing them, he knows they're wrong, which seems to imply that actually hearing the notes isn't paramount. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when Emmy mentions his playing, this is, I thought this was a very cool perspective because up until this point, when he plays poorly, everyone's just like, oh, it's like hot trash. He's like so bad. This is, oh, this is excruciating. But Emmy says, oh, this is the playing of a soul in agony, which almost makes me feel like the way in which he was playing was such that it conveyed a soul in agony, which I just thought was very profound. I also wanted to, to bring that up because if his goal is to, you know, put his own spin on the music and make people feel things. Technically, he succeeded while he was failing, right? Because he got Emmy to feel the agony he was in as he was performing. Mm. Now, that wasn't what he wanted to convey, but he still was able to convey things through the music more than just a technically good performance devoid of emotion, which is the baseline of his that we, we know. And so I just thought that was kind of interesting perspective from her. Can't get a beat on this kid. At the top of the piece, he played like a robot, so sterile and precise. Then he thrashed around like a lost child, desperate for a familiar face. And now, he's something else entirely. It's just a poor choice of song. If I recall correctly, the song has no importance in the story. Kosei was struggling and failed to choose a song that was meaningful to him and that he wanted to play, and so Corey chose it basically randomly. And so since the song doesn't have importance in the story from a production standpoint, it's important to choose a song which conveys to the audience what the writers and producers are trying to convey. And this song just doesn't. We've gone on about how we can't hear the things in the tempo that are supposedly wrong that's happening. We can't hear if there's even supposed to be a tempo. When he was playing well and the songs calmed down a little bit, I guess it kind of was able to convey the emotion. So I don't know. Maybe, again, not being familiar with this song, it's hard to say. That was kind of like a, a lazy choice where they were able to just plot it out so that when it gets to the calm part of the the song, Kosei is now calm. But I feel like it would have been better to choose a song where it's easier to understand what's happening, easier to understand what the, the song is supposed to sound like. And then through the, the performance of the song, show us Kosei struggling, show us Kosei's depressed or anxious or whatever it is he's feeling at the beginning, and then happy, calm you know, what he's trying to convey later. I think that's a fair critique. I think also I'm just curious now to hear the actual song. Is it really that long too? Is it really like 30 minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> that girl told you true, Kosei. Freedom is what you find out there. Look at you, free as a bird. The cat praises Kosei. Does the cat have a different voice there? It didn't sound like his mom's voice, which has talked through the cat previously. Oh, I, th I think it was. It was his mom's voice? That moment stood out to me, and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that it's your mom's voice, because it's still annoyed 
and I, it just struck me as like a weird concession to make because if you are having this shift, then there should be something different about this voice. I think your instincts are correct that something should be shifting there and it, it doesn't. Ah. This moment of tension within this metamorphosis that he's going through the clouds are clearing up and the the cherry blossoms are coming through to get rid of this darkness but there's like still this antagonistic cat yeah which i th- i thought was strange yeah i missed exactly what it was but that scene really also stood out to me as like something is not quite right here and i couldn't i couldn't exactly put my finger on what it was could potentially be a setup for the very end where he does have a pause when he sees his mother's apparition in the audience and then there is a transformation for that character as well it could be that entire thing is intentional that there is still this tension going on there isn't a full change for him which you know fair enough it runs pretty deep but that transformation doesn't complete itself until the very very end Mm -hmm. It's time for the <sighs> Crunchyroll Summary Troll. During the Maiho Music Competition, Kosei has trouble hearing the notes. He tries drawing on dear memories to help him through his performance. All right, so this is the first Crunchyroll Summary that I feel is just wrong. Which, which part? He tries drawing on dear memories. Like, he's drawing on... Memories from two days ago. Yeah, the dear memories of his time with Kaori. All right, I guess. Sure, maybe it's not outright wrong. <laughs> it definitely could have been worded better. Like, that's that's fair. I feel like there's nothing in this summary. Just like, yeah, I guess, I guess that's correct. Really? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is almost the one that's the m- most accurate yet of all that we've seen because he, he does have trouble hearing the notes. That is the main tension of this episode. And in order to overcome that, he draws on the memories and the lessons that he has internalized through his time with this new friend in an attempt to finish his performance. Uh, that's fair. I would find this more correct if it talked about his his mental struggle. Kosei struggles with his mom being disappointed in him and finds new meaning through new friendships or or something the the performance part of it was not the part i thought was important but you've changed my mind on the accuracy of this but i still feel like they are summarizing the unimportant parts of the episode mm-hmm. so i think i am going to give this five stuffed bears i forgot about the random crying child Who's bringing upset children to these performances? It's obnoxious. I think I actually almost argued myself into liking this summary more than I should. And despite your very valid critique, I'm actually going to give this 9 of 10 cherry blossoms. Ooh. You definitely convinced me that this is an accurate and concise summary. Hey, there was a bunch we didn't talk about this episode, like 
Tsubaki's reaction as she seemingly understands that Kosei is only playing for one person alone and that person is Kaori. And who was the mysterious woman in the post credit scene? Who even knew there was a post credit scene? Let us know your thoughts by hitting us up. Links, as always, are in the description. Thanks for listening.